Welcome into the Inside the NFL Prospects podcast series. I'm Jack Borowski. On this episode, I'm fortunate to be joined by Jaquan Graham. Jaquan is a starting defensive lineman for the Texas Longhorns and one of the top returning players in the country. Jaquan, thanks for joining me on the podcast. No problem. To start reflecting on your junior season and kind of where you're at at this point, what do you think you did well as a junior and what have you been working on this offseason to improve your game? Um, I felt like I defended the run pretty well and I was physical. And I kind of started to find my groove when it came to pass rushing later in the season. And that's also like the point of my game where I really want to focus in on the most is the pass rushing. Being able to, you know, get to the QB and affect them a lot more. If that be sacks, pressures, um, even PBUs from getting my hands up and knocking the ball down. I just feel like I need to work on that part of my game. And, you know, moving into the new front of our defense, I think that will help me out a lot as well. And then thinking about the new defense, defensive coordinator Chris Ash, what do you think is going to happen under him, or what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm just looking forward to, you know, us, you know, having a four down lineman, giving us, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like it'll give us more of an opportunity to get to the QB, having different edges that we didn't have last year, being a three down a lot of the time. And I'm just, I'm just hoping that I feel like our defense is going to play a lot better and be a lot more consistent than we have been in the past. And I'm very excited for that. We know at certain points there was a little bit of a struggle last season, but finished the season off fantastic against Utah in your bowl game. How are you specifically, and you feel this team, using that as momentum going into next season? Well, you know, preparing, I don't know, preparing for that game, uh, I feel like it's pretty tough, you know, losing your D.C. at the end of the season and having an interim D.C. And pretty much, you know, you you putting it all out on the table for that last game. That's like the last two raw for everybody. That was the last time that team was going to be together with the same guys. And I feel like with that win that we had and the way that we did it, it's going to be a great building point for what we do as a defense. And Taquan, thinking about where you're at at this point, the experience that you have, how are you taking on a leadership role for next season? Um, That's something I feel like I struggle with a little bit. Kind of, you know... I'm not, uh, I would say I'm a little bit of an introvert. So just doing the little things that I guess I haven't done in the past, you know, like talk to guys, uh, try to hang out with guys, try to invite guys over to the apartment, try to, you know, take them out to eat every now and then. And, you know, just be someone, someone that a younger guy or even someone the same age as me can come to and talk to and, you know, just be no judgment there and just, you know, give advice to them if that can be in school, in life, or, of course, even if it comes to football, uh, I kind of want to step in that leadership role, you know, be someone be someone that your teammates can count on to come and talk to, even if it's not about football. For yourself, where you're at at this point, playing under Coach Tom Herman for a while, what's it been like under your head coach? And can you describe your relationship with him? Uh, so, 
I was I start all the way from the beginning, I guess. Uh, at first, I was recruited by Coach Strong, committed to Coach Strong. Then, of course, you know how that situation went down. So I started getting recruited by Coach Herman, and I don't know, he made it a point to, you know, sign all the recruits that had committed already. And ever since then, I guess he's been on a little recruiting war path, you know, having top 10 recruiting classes and coming in and changing the culture, even though, you know, some of that stuff might have been hard. Uh, it was really hard stepping in as a freshman, especially a first-year head coach. We're doing things, you know, to the max. We're trying to change how people think around that place. And we're trying to get somewhere to where we could win. Taquan, then what was it like, I mentioned, playing so early on? Like, how were you able to get acclimated? Were there certain coaches or players who helped you? What was that transition like? Honestly and truly, I feel like, I feel like the guys that are above me, like Puna, like Puna Ford, Charles and Minihue, those guys, they like, they showed me like how like how this goes, how I need to prepare. And like honestly watching Charles like grow into the player in his senior year, the different approach he took to the game, I know that showed me as well without him even having to say anything. It showed me like you always can do more, you always can do extra to get that edge, that advantage, to work harder. And I felt like that was important for me to see especially from a film-watching standpoint, always being in the film room because there's always something that you didn't notice or you didn't pick up the first few times you watch film. How much, then, do you place an emphasis on watching film and how important is it to you? Um, I would, I like, be honest. Like, my first and sophomore year, I didn't really pay attention to the film that much. I watched it, but... I didn't watch it that much on my own and, you know, take notes and write them down. And I felt like if I would have did that earlier, it would have put me in a different position performance-wise because doing it for my ju- doing it in my junior year, it made things a lot easier. I was able to see things a lot faster. Uh, nothing really caught me by surprise if a team did something. So it just, there's so many things. You can see tendencies from different players. You can see the tendencies from the how the coach wants to call the game. There's different things like that. And are there certain aspects when you look at offensive linemen, things that they do in particular that then you use against them when watching film? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Like you, you can see a guy on film if he's light or heavy in the stance. If he's light, that can mean one of two things. He's probably, probably pass setting or he's probably doing skip pull or something like that. So that can give you an indication right th- right then and there. And it can kind of like change your mindset if you think you got to play the run. But you see him in his pass stance, you can go ahead and get in your pass rest stance and get going. Or, I don't know, if the back is aligned a certain way next to the QB, you can tell if it's inside zone, outside zone, or if he's about to run the counter. or just those little things can give you, like, I guess, some hints within the game, but only if you pay attention to them. But in particular, it's pretty hard, you know, being the Big 12, running the hurry of offense every single week. It's kind of hard to catch those things. 
How do you guys then get adjusted to being that you're going up against high-paced, high-powered offenses? We know Big 12, it's offensive-driven. But Texas, year in and year out, has a fantastic defense. What do you guys do in particular to be able to adjust to those high-paced offenses? Honestly, going against our offense. You know, when we go, you know, good on good, team versus team, we, it's, it's always high-paced, it's always higher energy. Uh, you know, right after the play, right after the running back gets tackled, the receiver gets tackled or whatever, the ball's already placed and the linemen are already on the ball. So we're get we getting adjusted. If we're in spring ball, we've been going through that right now. But hopefully in fall camp, that's what we're going to see right day in and day out. So that's how we get adjusted and ready for it. And what have you during this time period been doing in particular? I know it's tougher because, like you said, there's no spring ball, but to stay in shape and be around the game, what have you been doing right now to stay in shape? I would say I've been watching films, not just on us, not just on us, like us, of course, but I've been watching it like on NFL teams, like NFL D linemen. Uh, I've been watching their pass rush games, their pass rush moves. There's different things like that. I've been watching different fronts that they use in the league as well. And when it comes to working out, got a whole bunch of tension bands. You know, you got, I don't know, I'll go to this little field that no one really goes to, you know, and just do gassers, just do any work that I can without, you know, having weights and stuff. You guys go, like you said, go up against that offense. How is Sam Ellinger, guys like Sam Cosme as well, how have they helped your development being you're going up against some top-tier guys day in and day out in practice? I don't know. Like, going against a guy like, you know, Sam Ellinger and Sam Cosme, specifically Sam Cosme, you know, him being, like, such an elite talent, you know, going against him every day. You know, you make each other better day in and day out because, you know, when you're going to get somebody every single day, you know, the tendency, you know, what they like to do, you know, what makes them uncomfortable. There's different things like that. And just to work on things with each other day in and day out, just to make each other better, it's, it's pretty crazy. But then having Sam, you know, all those crazy throws that he makes during the season, he makes those in practice as well. So when everyone's amazed, you know, in the stands, we see this every day from this guy. We see the leadership from him, and we just keep building the team day in, day out. When we look at things at this point in your career, looking back on it as a freshman, was there a practice scrimmage game early on where you realize, all right, this isn't high school anymore. I'm playing legit D1 football players? Uh, actually, it wasn't practice. It wasn't a practice. It was maybe when we came in as freshmen, of course, you have a few days to like, get your physicals and stuff in. But it was in the summer, first day of conditioning, and we're doing, we're doing gassers or whatever. I don't remember exactly what we were doing. We were doing gassers, and right after that, we had to go in and lift. And just seeing the guys going right, right after – after a hard run and lift and just seeing the weight they were throwing up, it was pretty crazy to me. And that's when I realized, yo, this is not high school anymore. 
I'm not the not the biggest guy anymore, not the strongest. But at the same time, you still have to have that mindset that, you know, you belong there and that you're physically, like you physically belong there and you have to mentally prepare yourself that you're going to have to go through some growing pains. Then now you're at this point in career, but looking at those freshmen and sophomores from last season, were there a few that stood out to you, haven't gotten that media attention yet, but should be on draft radars pretty soon? I would say the young corner, King out of Watson, he'll be one to look out for. Just seeing how he's been working, grinding hard, and doing the things right. And he's appeared in, you know, in a few games here and there. And just how he played in those games, being as young as he is and being thrown in there, I feel like he performed pretty well once he was able to, you know, you know get comfortable and feel himself in. Then another one I would say is Devontae Sweat. Personally, seeing him grow from a freshman until, like, he was a true freshman last year, just seeing him go through the season and grow and learn things and just, like, mature as a player. I really think that he's going to be, you know, a force to be, like, reckoned with at their nose position. And then as well, at Texas, one of the unique things you guys get to experience, the Red River Showdown. What has that experience been like for you? Oh, man. Uh, I've never played in a game like it. Nothing. It's just, it's just a different feel. You know, they, you got the fair surrounding the place. But then the atmosphere is half orange, half red. And the crowd barely can hear anything. And it's like... I don't know. It's like end all be all. It's everybody's getting everything they got, every single play, and it's probably the most intense game that I've ever played in. What do you feel then? This Texas team has to do to come out victorious and w- not only win that game but win the Big Twelve next season. Something that I think that we used to worry about is that we need to focus on ourselves. Uh, we need to we need to first of all build as a team and continually progress week after week. Worry about each team week after week and not worry about the regular showdown or winning the Big Twelve. We need to take it game by game. Because you take it game by game, you're not going to overlook anyone. And I feel like if you look to the regular showdown or you look to the end of the season when the Big 12 championship game is, you're going to overlook some things. You're going to overlook a team, and that's where they can get you. Daquan, looking back on things, what is your favorite memory from your collegiate career so far? Oh, my favorite memory probably was the Alamo Bowl. Um, mainly because by everything that happened that season, it just seemed like a lot of things were going wrong all at once. Uh, you know, we lose our D.C. We're losing so many games that season, and everyone was frustrated at that point. And just to go around and be, you know, uh, a top 15 team and beat them the way we did, I don't know. And it just felt like we were on top again and that we were ourselves again. And I guess we kind of proved to ourselves what we could do. What we're supposed to do by like the expectations 
And I felt like everybody needed to see that and feel that. And that became like my favorite moment. Just at Texas, such a unique program. What's a typical game day like for you? What's it like playing at your home stadium? So we do something called Devo Boulevard. We stay in the hotel for home games. And when we arrive in our suits, we go down Devo Boulevard. The crowd on both sides of the street filled with fans, uh, cameras in your face. Uh, slapping kids' hands as you walk by, you know, just like, absorbing the atmosphere and, and, of course, going in and getting ready, going to pregame. Uh, the field, the field is filled in a little bit from, you know, I guess the reporters, the fans, the recruits. And then, of course, the stadium itself is starting to fill in as people start to come inside during pregame. I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty crazy feeling. Especially if you never experienced something like that before. If you really don't come from, you know, a big state that has a lot of people watching football, it probably could overwhelm you how many people are there. Now, college football, next goal, NFL. But do you have any career aspirations once your football career is over? Um, yeah. Uh, I wanted to, I did a couple of internships. Uh, for this sports media marketing agency. And of course, they do other things as well within television. But that's sort of something I wanted to pursue. It might not have to exactly be that, but somewhere in that field, I would like to pursue and advance my career after football is done. Hypothetical question. If you can be trained by one player currently in the NFL or retired, who would it be and why? I would say... Probably J.J. Watt. Uh, I like I like a lot of the things that he does. And he, don't get me wrong, he's an athletic freak. But he he works really, really hard. And he worked hard to get to where he was at. And he's, I feel like he's very much of a technician when it comes to escaping blocks, shedding blocks, you know, getting to the passer. He's very technical with his hands. And I would like to get trained by him, especially seeing where where he's reached out his career, being defensive player of the year, you know, having guys double team him, triple team him, and him still putting up the numbers he he has and coming out of an injury and putting up those numbers again. I feel like that's pretty crazy. And a guy like that, I don't know. I wouldn't mind him training me. That's a great answer. And then for the last question, for any rising high school football player, what is one piece of advice you could give to them? One thing I would say, I don't know, don't take too long with the recruiting process. And I guess don't get stargazed all the all the amazing visits, all the crazy players that you get to see. Uh just I don't know. Just don't just don't get blinded by that, you know, make a decision, you know, for you and something that you're gonna be comfortable with, something that you wanna do in your life, because at the end of the day, you're going to have to play football there and you're going to have to start building your life from that standpoint, that school. So you also need to worry about the school itself and not just the football program because the school itself is going to be just as important as the football program it has. That was Taquan Graham. 
We really appreciate your time and best of luck next season. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me.